hello everyone and welcome to the very first, I guess, inaugural episode of Through the Lens would be the correct way to describe it. And we thank you for tuning in and listening. And this is the new movie podcast brought to you by Alex and Davis, I suppose, because that's us Alex once Davis again. Incorporated. Alex and Davis Incorporated. I think that'd be a good uh, plan. But um, so this is going to be a movie podcast and it'll be us debating movies, reviewing movies, making top 10 lists. Uh, looking at specific things within the movie industry, we have plans for big episodes down the line. But right now, I think, don't you think today's a good, a good um, day or first episode to start off by like looking at just our top ten? Okay, <laughs> you're asking like we didn't discuss this. No, yeah, I am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little confused on myself here right now. Sorry. So t- for today's episode, what we're gonna do is we're gonna look <laughs> at our top ten movies. What? No, just keep going. I'm sorry. What? Just you, you're kind of like doing this impromptu. Uh, how about we do this? We'll come up with the top ten heads. No, off no, the no. I'm, I'm telling, I'm telling the audience that's listening what we're doing. We're gonna have the name of the show. What? Our top tens. Well, I know, but it's just, you know, just a little intro. I, you know, this this intro right here between us perfectly encompasses what the show's I, gonna I, be. I, th- I think we should, we should, we just cut it and run it back. I think we should keep this. <laughs> I guess it works. Okay, so now. Again, as as the year progresses on, we're going to have individual episodes looking at whole movies, entire mm-hmm. genres, uh, series specifically. I look forward to the Star Wars episode that we're inevitably going to do down the line. I feel like it's it isn't inevitable. Yeah, well, we're probably going to take a backseat to that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? I mean, like I know about Star Wars, but there's some guys that know. That's about true. Star that's Wars. true. That's true. We have some people around Weagle who may want to join. But um, so to begin. We're going to give you all basically an inside look at how we feel about movies by listing our top ten movies, our top five directors, top five actors, and top five actresses. So I say we go directors, actors, actresses, then leave. No, no, no. How about we go? How about we go the way that the Oscars do it, where they go the actors awards first, the then directors, the directors, yeah, yeah. then the movies. All right. So um, again, this is just really a way for you, the viewers listening, to understand how we feel about certain movies already. You know, just from the jump. Yeah, we'll you can just get it. an idea if we like more serious movies, more funny movies, all that. If we know what we're talking about. Yeah. So, uh, Davis, why don't you take it first? Why all don't right. we start from five to I s- one? Okay. I say we take we go back and forth. All right. Okay, so we're doing actors first. Let's do actresses first. Yes, it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. Because this one we had some trouble on. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to any of you. It's just... <laughs> but, um, Davis, you want to go ahead? My number five is Anne Hathaway. I was watching Interstellar last night, and I was like, she's great in this movie. She's really good in that movie. As Dr. Brand. Yes, indeed. That's I think that might be her best role. Really? Honestly. Um, I mean, like, you could probably convince me otherwise, but I think the, uh, I personally like that one a lot. I have not seen Les Mis, but I hear that her oh, role yeah, in that true. film is very, very highly acclaimed. So there's that. She shaves her head. She, I mean, that does happen. That does happen. But um, Ferris Mission, she appears later on my list, but we won't get to that yet. So okay. number five, for me, I've got Emily Blunt. Specifically, two movies in mind that I have, and one movie I've heard a lot of good things about is *The Devil Wears Prada*. That's oh, I've seen that. That is a ve- I've not seen it, but it's I've okay. heard a lot of good things about that movie, specifically about her character and Meryl Streep and somebody else in that movie. You know, I was I was watching it, but I didn't really pay attention, so I didn't end up liking it a lot. Davis, I, I well, that'll like do it. I feel like if I rewatched it, I'd like it. It was just about fashion stuff. I'm not really that interested in fashion, and that was when I was first really getting into movies. And I understand now that I don't really have to be interested in something to like it. That's fair. That's fair. And for me, the two performances that stand out is her performance in Edge of Tomorrow. That was, like, to me, her breakout role where I saw her do not... I mean, you know, she didn't seem like an action movie star, and then she goes and does that Her and Thomas Cruise. Did you call him Thomas? I'm going to keep calling him Thomas. You called him Thomas. Okay, well, 
I would say that um, that was one of my favorite roles of hers, and then also in The Quiet Place with her husband, John Krasinski, which was a great movie, and now they're going to do the sequel, which will be... You know, her starring in it since, obviously, spoiler alert to those who haven't hey, seen hey, Quiet Place 1. I, okay, are you just going to spoil it for real? I mean, I feel like if you haven't seen yeah, it Yeah, John Krasinski dies in yeah, it. Yeah, his character has a... It's a great scene he overall, but himself. He, he, do, he does die, so then... I feel like that wasn't wholly necessary in the movie, but it was a good moment. Uh, yeah, but then again, now Emily Blunt is going to have that starring role with her husband still returning to write. But that's my fifth spot, Emily Blunt. Davis? My number four is Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson. Alex gave me some heat for this one. I didn't give you some heat. I just you're like she's not anything good. But that, I really, I really I did like, not say that. Okay, the Creed movies are my favorite sports movies. That's fair. And she does. She's awesome in those. And she's she's really good in the Avengers too. She's really That's good fair. as Valkyrie. That's a good point. And uh, number four at me, I've got Charlize Theron. Uh, most notably for me is from Mad Max Fury Road when she plays the character of Furiosa. They're building actually I've heard a she's sequel really good for a standalone yeah. for that character. And again, she was also in Atomic Blonde. A, a an interesting action movie, definitely very unique. Pins people against walls with their heels and stuff. That is true. That's a good movie. And if of someone course, did that to me, oh man. And those are my two favorite roles of, of her career. And now, Davis, back to you for number three. Uh, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Good pick. Mm-hmm. Good pick. Leon, the I think we kind of agree yeah, that Leon I think, Professionals probably a good reason why, but she's in a lot of other good movies. Do you got any? Yet? <laughs> you know, I've got a draw to blank right now. She's in Annihilation, <laughs> which is really good. You seen that? No. <laughs> okay, I gotta check. Like earlier, I was talking about. I, I've, got her, I've got her show. next on. I've got her next on the list. I'll get to it then. How about like, that? Like I was talking about her movies earlier. I've, I've got her on the on my list coming up. But right now, my number three is Anne Hathaway. She's in V for Vendetta. Yeah, that, I was gonna get to that. I was getting to it, Davis. Oh, sorry. But a uh, number three for me being Anne Hathaway, most notably Interstellar, and also The Dark Knight Rises. Obviously, her performance as Catwoman was not equal to Michelle Pfeiffer's classic performance. But again, that's you know. Michelle Pfeiffer's performance is a classic, and again, you can't really expect it, but it still is a good performance overall. And again, Interstellar, she is great in that movie. Great. So on to your number two, Davis. Julianne Moore. Mostly just because of Children of Men. It's fair. And she's also in The Fugitive. They actually they cut out a part of the yeah. script where her and Harrison Ford were going to have a love interest. Yeah, because so they're like going to be love interest. Because that's why when it, when you watch that film at the end credits, her name is one of the top names listed. And you're like, wait, they a cut out like a whole hour yeah, of stuff. Exactly. Which is, which is, I think it's funny I, how I they're they, like. I think it was good that they did because I feel like a love interest in that movie would have really bogged it down. And yeah, it I, really I think, think would have added yeah. an unnecessary subplot, which I love that movie. I do. And honestly, we could do a whole episode on that later on. We should. Honestly, it's a good, it's a good movie. movie. I agree. We should and remake it. I think they are. Re- no, they're not remaking it. They did a TV show actually. Yeah. Interesting. Confusing. But um, number two for me is Jessica Chastain, most notably from also in Interstellar. Interstellar, which I, is, I had her on my list last night, and I was like, I honestly cannot name another movie she's in. Right Interstellar, now. Uh, The Help, and The Martian are the top oh, three. Oh, she's in The she's Martian. In the Martian. I, I love I, The Martian. I always forget a little bit sometimes because yeah, the Martian. She's the, ca- she's the captain. Exactly because it's so focused on the Matt Damon storyline that you kind of forget the rest of the crew. But again, she's great in that. She's excellent in Interstellar. I think. You know, I think The Martian, Sean Bean's movie. Stop it. Stop it right now. She's also um, in, let's not forget that she is in It too. She was, she played Bethany. Oh, in she the, was. She was the older version of Bethany. And I okay, she is in more. I might, I could bump her onto my list now. I kind of forgot that she was in so much stuff. Yeah, she's a good, she's she's a good, good She's definitely a good actor. She's great in Interstellar. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That 23, oh, 23 years. 20, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that at another time. Whew. Come on, Davis, we got to. All right, your number Two. Oh wait, no. My number one? one. Sorry, yeah. Amy Adams. Wow. I think she is the best actress at, still acting now. I just haven't seen I, enough. I mean, you could of... say Meryl Streep, I guess, but I, I personally like Amy Adams yeah. more. I think she's really good in the Justice League. I think she's a really good Lois Lane. 
Really? I mean, I mean John, not Justice League. Just I mean like the DC universe. That's fair. I mean, I I just not many people praise that movie ever, but I agree. Uh, she, I mean, like not Man of Steel, Batman v Superman. I, I agree. She she is one of the bright spots of that sort of bogged down beginning of the universe. And that's, then uh, she's great in Arrival. That's true. I mean, true. like that's an amazing movie. Her and I think her and uh, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. All and Forrest Whitaker is also in that movie. Good oh, cast. He is. He's the, he's the general. Yep. Amy Adams is also in. Let's look at a few more. She's in Enchanted. You remember that movie? I don't want to remember that movie. Actually. That movie's kind of underrated. She's okay. in Nocturnal Animals, which apparently sucked. I think she's in Catch Me If You Can. You like that? Oh, she. Oh my gosh, that's such. That was actually, I think, one of her first. Uh, early she's in Vice with Christian Bale and Sam Rockwell. Oh, yeah. The Fighter which is supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. Oh, she's in Night at the Museum. There you go. That's it. That steals it. Oh yeah, she was Amelia Earhart. I forgot about that. Um, at least I think. But all right, and my number one is Natalie Portman. That's fair. From I mean, because V for Vendetta and Leon the Professional, two incredible performances, and Leon the Professional I, is a weird one. It is. We'll, but we'll it's have a great to talk movie. about that later. It's on. a great movie, and but I and I I fear that this is going to get uh, bogged down if I cite this, but um, the prequel trilogy. She was okay. She yeah, was good in those she, movies. She's pretty good, except that she started dating a twelve-year-old that she knew. That okay, okay. Her was. character versus her <laughs> set, her performance, two very different things. But um, she was good in those movies. She was good, yeah. And of course, she got the Oscar for Black Swan, which I have not seen, but apparently it's a oh, magnificent she performance. Swan. Yeah. And that got her the Oscar. But all right, that's our I top think she's five kinda, actions. She's underrated. Potentially, which is why I'm at the top because Leon the Professional and V Vendetta are both very good movies. That's our top. Oh, but if you do watch Leon the Professional, go into it with like an open mind. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. It is a little weird. Okay. It's it not is. on Leon's part, it's on her part, Matilda's that's part. That's true. That's true. That's true. And all right, now. To our top five actresses, starting at five. Should actors. I begin this one? Actors. Sorry, top well, five I have, actors. actually have six. Or I have seven now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll start at the bottom, but I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> so my fifth is a split between two people. Okay. It is Jake Gyllenhaal slash Sam Rockwell. Oh, that's think, my six and seven. I think Sam Rockwell is in Moon, which is a great movie, and it's one of his best performances, probably his best performance ever. He's also in The Way, Way Back, one of my favorite movies. One of He's in The Green favorites. Mile. Didn't know that. And then with Jake Gyllenhaal, specifically Nightcrawler and Prisoners being his two best roles, in my opinion. But I, 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 I have not seen other performances by him, but I've, what I've Broke seen Back is Mountain, great. which you did not like. Brokeback Mountain, I did not like the movie, but I liked the performances, and he was one it's of the Zodiac. best parts of that movie. I think he's really he good in Zodiac. Zodiac. He's in a lot of good movies. Okay, he honestly, so well, your, your split for five was Jake Gyllenhaal. My seven is Jake Gyllenhaal, and my six is Sam Rockwell. That's fair. So, I mean, there you go. And we agree with why they're there, so uh, then say what your fifth is, then. Matthew McConaughey. Ah, good. Love pick. some McConaughey. Good. I pick. mean, like he just Interstellar is probably my favorite McConaughey movie, but yeah. his best movie is definitely Dallas Buyers Club. Yep. And then he has others like Lincoln Lawyer. Um, oh my gosh, I'm really drawn. I'm like Davis. Davis, it's okay. You don't. You you I don't sh- have to keep figuring out who's in every movie. It's you can just. But yeah, I think I f- I feel he's good at my five. Yep. Actually, I have a little bias in the rest of my list, but well, you'll, you'll we'll figure that out because yeah. I'm going to four now. And uh, my four is Matthew McConaughey. There you go. From Lincoln Lawyer, Dallas Buyers Club. Time to Kill. So he's actually pretty. I think he's he was. Should, he he was in, more that's, a good, that's a good movie. And he was also in The Gentleman, which mm-hmm. was an interesting, very unique movie. And he had a good role there. He was, which I've not seen. My dad watched and long he said hair it was McConaughey. That's true. He also speaks Spanish. Did you know that? I I did not know that. His wife's Brazilian. I was, learn something new every day, yeah. don't you? But, um, all right, that's my four, which means your number four is... Brad Pitt. Ah! Um, <laughs> explain explain a little bit behind that. I just... Brad Pitt is... 
Oh, I was about to say he's the most charming, but there is still George Clooney. He's not on my list. Oh, George, stop it. I really like George Clooney does play the same. I think Brad Pitt is probably the most underrated, one of the most under I mean, like people know he's good, but like everybody kind of sees him as this action guy when he's really like more of a character actor, if you ask me. I think he's also taken like you mentioned Meryl Streep earlier. And regardless of I think we have an approach where we're like, oh, she's just we just know she's great, or we assume she yeah, is. I'm like, and I think people do that with Brad Pitt because he's been consistently. Yeah, I, like, there's he hasn't really I, had I a name a bad movie. He hasn't uh, really World had War a bad, Z. He's been in bad movies, but he's not given a bad yeah. performance. And World War Z, I don't personally like that movie that much, but I think he's pretty good in. I think it. He's except the best for that scene where he's chugging the Pepsi, and like you know, you remember that scene? He's like, let me. That's almost as bad he's, as the. He's pointed towards the camera. Do you remember? When, do you remember when uh, in uh, like the fourth Transformers, Mark Wahlberg just inexplicably starts drinking Bud Light in the middle of the movie? <laughs> oh no, he has a hot Bud Light. He catches it. He's like, he throws it on the ground. He's like, ah! He runs off. It doesn't make any sense. It's the worst product placement in history, except for maybe the Pepsi. That of one. Course. That was just blatant though. Like the the Pepsi Bud Light is, like, is funny. Cause it's just like weird, but the Pepsi's like the Pepsi's like a the zombies. The, pep, the Pepsi saves Brad Pitt from the zombies, <laughs> which means Pepsi is the best soda of all if time he, because if, it saves Brad Pitt. If it wasn't so, like such like a slow zoom into the Pepsi, a tight shot of him with the Pepsi logo facing the camera perfectly, I wouldn't hate it as much. Okay, so the, the uh, I'm gonna go on one more tangent about the Bud Lights. So you actually got it wrong. So the Bud Light, Mark Wahlberg crashes a spaceship into a car, or he crashes it through a Bud Light truck and hits some dude's car and then just crack opens the Bud Light and is like, is this your car? And just starts laughing. And I'm like, you hit his car. You he was very unlikable in that movie. He's very unlikable in a lot of movies, but I, he's very un- unlikable in person too, if you ask me. <laughs> All right. So um, now onto our three. My three is Christian Bale. Okay. Oh, I, 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 I could have put him on. He's a great uh, method actor. One one of my favorite movies being Hostels. Actually, no, not one of my favorite movies, but one of my favorite performances ever is his performance in Hostels, and it is a great, great performance. And um, again, of course, you got the Dark Knight trilogy. He's great there. And now I'm blanking on other movies you know, that he's in. I kind of have a hot take here. What's the hot take? I think Christian Bale is good as Batman, but I think, I don't know, I just like, I think his Batman is better, but I feel like Ben Affleck's Chris, or Bruce Wayne is better. That's fair. That's fair. I'm just how am I blanking on Christian Bale movies now? Because I've seen Oh, he's in the Prestige, which is a really good movie. I actually haven't seen that movie yet, you know. Yeah, four V Ferrari, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, that was that was a very Yeah, we should have really like written down the movies. It's all good. It's all good. I mean, hey, you know, the the audience is trying to figure once we name these actors, the audience is like, Oh, what movies is he in? And they're figuring it out with us. It's it's all it's all a process. Okay, so my number three. Am I I'm not peeking on there, am I? No, it's it's all good. Okay. If I am, just turn me down. All right. But my number three is someone that you definitely do not have on yours. You really? can probably guess who it is. Is it Michael B. Jordan? He's my number two. Oh, my. <laughs> who it's is it? Casey Affleck, who is. I the, haven't seen enough. The better of the Affleck brothers. 100%. That's true. You cannot, you cannot argue with me on that because Ben Affleck is not near as good as that. He has like maybe two good movies where he's like really acting, Gone Girl, but he's just playing himself in that movie. That's fair. And then I can't even think of another one. He has a few. He, uh, Chasing what? Amy, he's decent in that one. Casey. <clears throat> Casey, Manchester by the Sea is probably one of the best movies I've ever seen ever. And he's best acting performances ever by him. I personally think so. Or let's say the, this this decade. Uh, a Ghost Story, he's in that. A really good indie movie. And he's wearing a sheet the whole movie as a ghost. And you can still know what he's thinking. He's in Interstellar. Yes. Redneck Casey Affleck. Red redneck farmer Casey Very Affleck. Very interesting. I always always think it's funny 
how um he got his and Timothy Chalamet has a deeper voice than him. So when he gets older, he just ends up getting a lighter voice. Oh yeah, he does, doesn't he? And I Timothy Chalamet, Timothy Chalamet is a good actor. Oh yeah, he is. I forgot. That, I always kind of forget that he's in that movie. But the, so Casey Affleck, yeah, I mean he's. And also, I want to just remind everybody that this is actually, you know, here from the lens. What we're gonna try and through do the is lens. Or through, oh, through the lens. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Here it through the lens. What we're gonna try to do is. You know, be able to look at movies from an objective standpoint and be like, what is the best movie of all time? What's happening right now is we're listing off our favorites. You're getting an inside look at how, what our favorite movies are, what our favorite actors and actresses are, which is why oh, yeah. certain people may be snubbed off of my list. Like, once I get to the top, I may mention somebody that I left off, but that's just because this per- that person may be a great actor or actress, but they're not my favorite just because, you know... Like Meryl Streep is probably a better actress than some of the people I listed. But yeah, again, just, if I listed best actresses or best actors, it would be, be a totally, totally different because we're looking at just because sometimes you can acknowledge somebody's quality of work and quality of content presented, but that doesn't mean that's be your favorite content. Presented. Like and I know Tom Hanks is probably better than everybody else in this list. No, I just like these. Now you got better. some good people on that list, but all right. Anyway, going on my number two, which I mentioned this for a reason because of what's happening with my number two. My number two is a guy who I've not seen in many movies. It's Brian Cranston. Now. <laughs> We're going to say Brian Cranston simply because of one thing. Breaking Bad is the single greatest performance I've ever seen in my life. And he's you not... You haven't seen Manchester by the he's Sea. He's not supplied a lot of consistency in film that, I, that I've seen. But again, I've not seen much of his film career because he was a normally comedic role. But Breaking Bad he's is... He's in Trumbo. It's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. And that again, that's a movie that I... Well, once I watch, maybe he'll move up in the list. But right now he's at number two just because Breaking Bad is such an incredible performance. And through the lens, we're going to maintain, you know, strictly or mostly movies... But I have to give him the nod just because of how good his performance okay, is. Okay, he's actually in a lot of good movies. Like Argo, uh, Saving Private Ryan. Like not big roles, obviously. Oh, yeah, I have a reason Saving Private Ryan. He's in Drive with Ryan Gosling. Okay, yeah, that, that was a performance where, again, it was just. that was He's in Lincoln where, Lawyer. That was Those are both performances where he was just okay. You know, he wasn't great. And that's. Yeah, I wouldn't, he, I, but the thing is, I wouldn't say he's like a cinema actor. Just like. No, like that's true. How George Clooney made the jump from. T- I think he's. George Clooney's more of a TV actor. But he has that suave to be. He only plays one character in movies, and I'm usually. and I'm giving Brian Cranston the nod simply because Breaking oh, yeah. Bad is un. He I is mean, a great it's actor. So it's such a good performance. But that's my number two, Davis, and yours as Michael you B. Jordan earlier. Yeah, it's Michael B. Jordan. I just uh, he has some really good. Like I think I've liked him in everything he's in. Uh, Fruitvale Station is a really underrated movie of him. That's uh, uh, Ryan Coogler's first movie, and then he Ryan Coogler and him went on to work for Black Panther. He was great as Killmonger in that. I think he's great in the Creed movies. I think he's. Not in Fantastic Four. He's not good. He is in the, the the baseball movie with Keanu Reeves. The baseball movie with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, where he's the little coach of the little league team. I have no idea what you're talking about. He's in that. That was just like first role when he's like a little kid. I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. The baseball movie with Keanu Reeves. It was Hardball. He was in Hardball. Never even seen that or heard of it. I actually. saw. I've seen it a little bit. But yeah, mine is Michael B. Jordan's my number two. I just All really right. like him. He seems like an awesome guy. So, on to my number one. Davis knows this one, or he should. If he pays attention, he should know this one. Number one is Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, he's yeah, my yeah. favorite actor. I also think he's the best actor of all time. So that's where my that, that's, that's where take. the list will blur. And I said that Brian Cranston supplied the greatest performance I've ever seen with Heisenberg in Breaking Bad. It was Daniel Day-Lewis has supplied the next four performances after that. <laughs> Let me because, guess, Lincoln. No, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in depth on okay, this guy. Okay, th- this is this is my guy right here. Now look. Daniel Day-Lewis, probably one of the more... Honestly, you could say he's underrated simply because of the fact that he's not in a lot of popular movies. He isn't. And 
I mean, within people that he's only makes what thirty movies in his career. He's already retired again, which he may stay retired unless Paul Thomas Anderson convinces him to do something else, which I'll talk about their collaboration in a second. But I mean, you go off a movie. The first, personally, I've I've not seen um, a movie called My Left Foot where he plays a be awesome in that. where the he guy plays that a does character a with his foot or paints or whatever. Where he plays a character, I believe, cerebral palsy, and he's stuck in a wheelchair, and he he does something with his left foot. That's 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 the point, and he. We're um, not going to spoil it. In fact, I think it is. I want to. I want to make sure it's, it's based on a true palsy. story. Yeah, it is, and he plays a character where he stayed in the wheelchair the entire time, and it's so convincing. I the clips alone are incredible, and then going on Gangs New York. That is a mess of a movie. Sadly, it's probably one of Martin Scorsese's worst movies, personally, because it's just it's kind of bloated and has its flaws, including Cameron Diaz. It's not about someone going crazy. Oh, Martin Scorsese, hot hot take. Took a uh, shot at him. That that's all right. Well, I'm just kidding. He has a lot of really good movies. But that movie is bolstered alone by Daniel Day Lewis' performance as Bill the Butcher, which is an incredible performance. I would recommend everybody sees that. It is. I've never seen an actor, you know, bring a movie to such a higher standard just by that performance. But he did. Then there's Last of the Mohicans, a underrated performance of his, which is a great movie, great soundtrack, and again, he's the best part of that movie because he's the starring character or actor. Then you go on and you've got There Will Be Blood. I mean, I, I mean, still haven't seen that. It's, it is a incredible performance by him once again. And then, of course, most recently, the movie, I, movie I've seen from him is Lincoln, where he literally became the president. And you went back in time and took I'll, his I'll, spot. No, like, yeah. there, there's, there's a trend going around where if any video of Daniel Day Lewis, somebody will comment, if you cast Daniel Day Lewis as an actor trying to, or as a character trying to cure cancer, he will actually find the cure. And it's like, that's how into the roles he gets. It's like, um, it, and like every time there's a clip from Lincoln, the comments are, oh, wow, Lincoln looks really, I didn't know they had uh, cameras when Lincoln was president. <laughs> like there's all these jokes about the fact that he becomes the characters because he does become the characters. Like in the most recent movie, Phantom Thread, where he was a shoemaker, he just, you know, casually did that for a year. And Last of the Mohicans, he went in the wilderness for six months. It's like Adrian Brody for The Pianist. So, broke up with his girlfriend, like sold his car and lived in like a little tiny apartment to get into the head. In, ga- in Gangs in New York, um... Uh, Martin Scorsese says every time we talk to me, being character, they went to a restaurant to have dinner for the movie, and uh, Bill the Butcher is a terrible character, so Daniel Day Lewis just yelled at a waitress. I don't know why. I mean, like, I you terrified I, people. I get being like a method actor to really get in the headspace, but some of these, some it's, of the stories, no, it's, it's crazy. Like, like Jared Leto, like gave like a a rat to Margot Robbie when they're shooting Suicide Squad. I remember yeah, hearing about that. Yeah. Like, that's just overboard. No, look, it's that's the thing is it's a bit overboard, but then Daniel Day Lewis gives those performances, and I mean they're. It's yeah, incredible. I'm not, yeah, not going to disagree with you on it's that. It's incredible. But that's my I number seen, one. I haven't seen enough from him to, for him to be on my list. It's it's something to see, really. And that's my number one, which means your number one is... You should know mine, if you know I me. I should, but I'm I'm blanking. It's Matt Damon. Ah, dang it. Matt I should have known that. Uh, uh, I just love everything about, about Matt Damon, honestly. Well, some of his movies, Davis, come on now. Oh, uh, The Martian, Good Will Hunting. Yep. Uh, he's in uh, Saving Private Ryan. He's really good in that. Ocean's he, Eleven. Spoiler he's, alert: He is Private Ryan. He is Private Ryan. That's true. And they did save him, but at what cost? That that is the question that that movie leaves you asking yourself, isn't it? I mean, you kind of know the cost, like that, the whole squad. That's but <laughs> yeah, I, I everybody but Ryan. I know, I know, oh, I and know. What was his name? The little coward. Up him. Up him. Oh, we'll <laughs> we'll get into that at another time as well. But um, what was I about to say? I totally blanked. Nope. I'm blanking right now. I'm blanking. Oh, he's in the Bourne trilogy, which is is actually very, very good. That was his first step into the action role. He's in Uh, Happy Feet 2. Him and Brad Pitt of the the Krill. 
What? Yeah, you don't like Happy Feet too, ladies and gentlemen. I just looked for a camera to do like the do like the, the Jim, Jim Halpert, Halpert stare. That I cannot believe you just if Brad Pitt starts dancing. Matt you Damon just tarnished like, this podcast with. You want you want to hear a funny quote about Happy Feet, the writer of Happy Feet? I really don't. <laughs> it was something like he said. Do you, I? I think the folks at home do. He said, Fine, "Go ahead." He went, "If you had a gun to my head and said, write Happy Feet, Happy Feet three, I'd say pull the trigger." <laughs> Oh my gosh! He ha- he wrote the first two movies like by himself, in like a two year span or something like that. Wow, that's imagine having to write a complex <laughs> script about a dancing penguin a third time. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. This time he tap dance. Oh wait, he tap dance the first time. This time he does a line dance. I've not seen the second one. I don't want to see. I've the seen the first one. one. I'm give like- me surfs up or give me, I don't know, any nothing. There's like a second surf up too, isn't there? Actually, that's on my, that's better, on my top ten list, actually. No, it better <laughs> not be. I love that movie, but you you best not. Yeah, that's that's my list. Matt Damon's my final one, and I'm sticking with Matt Damon at the top. Okay, so that is our I'm not favorite. Saying, once again, we're not saying he's the best. He's really good, but he's just our favorites. Like, yeah, but, if they're in a movie, we're going to go see it. And those are... Actually, you know, I'll throw one in honor mention that I just forgot. Jeff Bridges. Totally, totally slipped my mind. Loved him in True Grit. Loved him in The Big Lebowski. He's, He's an great. Iron Man. He is an Iron Man. And he sadly fit the stereotype for the future of the MCU of just, you know, gray cookie-cutter villains. Yeah, that just vague get villains. Yes, indeed. He's just but evil to be evil. Indeed. Except Killmonger and Thanos kind of weren't. That's true. It's, that's it's, the only two I can name. Sure, that uh, it's it's a it's t- it's tough field there. We can have a whole episode on that another time. But yeah, those are our favorite actors and actresses giving us a little, giving you all a little inside look at uh our movie taste and now this is a big one top five directors our favorite directors davis go first with your number five my honorable i have an honorable mention is spike lee spike lee i've not seen enough of his films to really give a just do the right thing i'm just scarred but the 2k 15 spike lee joint kind of tarnishes a little bit that's why i'm scarred for life when i when i had to play that my career and i was like (laughs) get me out of here now give me my like i i just don't get there like who should we get to spike lee guy for known for things like do the right thing or jungle fever Let's get him to make our yeah. 2K choice. Why, why wouldn't you get like somebody who's done some sports movie? Like the guy that did Coach Carter. I don't know. I don't even know who the guy is, but great movie. Okay, so but my number five is Wes Anderson. Ah. Why well, yeah. Wes Anderson? That's a good pick. He does kind of have the similar movies. All his movies kind of follow the same thing. That's but, true. I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. They're all good. But I think it's important because there are a lot of directors out there, especially in... I hate to keep keep referencing comic book movies because it's but it's a fair comparison. There's a lot of directors who don't have a unique style. Like what you're there for the movie and the director happens to be there. Wes Anderson makes the movie his own. Yes. The style. Grand Budapest Hotel, I've not seen the movie, but the clips from that movie are some of the most beautifully shot. It is a great film movie. That and I've he seen. always gets a, he always pulls a great cast because he's and, so fun to yes, work with. Exactly. And Fantastic Mr. Fox is a very unique movie that is incredibly mm, shot movie. as well. It's as he, George Clooney. He does. And I think it's I think it's good to have a director who has a very unique style because he really brings something to the table that a lot of directors are just you know they're just kind of there. And just like the symmetry and the color of it, just really pleasing to look at. It, it really, he, yeah. That his if, you have, if you haven't seen a Wes Anderson movie, you need to. They, I mean, every scene's R- Royal Tenenbaums is one of my mom's favorite. That movie is again a very uniquely shot film because that's his gimmick. Now my number five, again, you talk about a director who brings unique shots and unique style. Quentin Tarantino is about as unique as they come. Oh, seriously, so five. Yeah, he is. Okay. He is because. I'm going to admit, I have not seen all of his movies. I haven't either. I have not seen Hateful Eight all the way through. I have not seen Pulp Fiction. I have not seen Jackie Brown, actually. I need to see Jack- Jackie Brown has Robert De Niro. Yeah. That's Samuel L. Jackson's and favorite And I've also not seen movie. Reservoir Dogs. Th- these are just movies that 
I know that once I see them, he will go up the list. But at this point, I cannot give him the edge simply because I've seen Kill Bill. Django, I personally don't like Kill Bill Bastards. that much. You don't? I mean, like it's good. It's Quentin Tarantino, so like it's gonna have a certain amount of quality to it. It's just like it wasn't really my like the martial I, arts movies were never I really think, my thing. Okay, I'll say this: you, the what? Like martial arts movies? Like, yeah. I mean, I kind of like the Matrix, but even then, it, I I actually agree because um. I'll say this about it. It was probably one of his least compelling, least likable characters. Because yeah. in Inglorious Bastards, you have Aldo Rain, who is one of the oh. most likable characters on the face of the planet. He's he's <laughs> awful. He, no, he's a bad dude, but he's funny and he's likable. And then Django, if you don't like Django, you've got Dr. Schultz, who is, again, a very enjoyable character. I think Django's really, really likable, though. And then even in Inglorious Bastards, you've got... Um, Colonel Hans Landa, who is not likable, but you just you glued to the TV because Christoph Waltz, who should have been in my top five. That's my mistake, actually. I mean, I, but the thing is, without with with outside of the Tarantino, he's true. really not that's as true. unique. That's true. That's true. But again, those performances really attract you to the film, and I think Kill Bill it just there wasn't like you knew she was gonna win almost. It it just it didn't. There wasn't like that sense of unpredictability that you normally get with a Tarantino film, and. There was that, of course, classic visual style, classic long dialogue scenes. But it was just, it just wasn't the same. I, I think, I think technically it's a great movie. Yeah, it's it's Tarantino. You can expect that. That's like, true. Even his work, even the one with, um, the one with Kurt Russell where he made for Hateful Eight. No, 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 the other one where he's driving the car he made for the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know, I know the movie you're talking about, but it's I, probably his worst film. People say even then it's still still that's Tarantino. True. Tarantino's a great director and he has technical aspects in his film. It's always going to be great. He ri- writes great dialogue. He is going to have unique shots, incredible fight scenes, but just that movie just didn't click for me as but well. He, but again, he has a thing about feet though. We'll say that. About <laughs> but the thing is with Kill Bill, uh, there is a theory, and I think he's kind of answered it and said it's true that Uma Thurman's character in Pulp Fiction played in a movie where she is Uma Thurman and Kill Bill. So Kill Bill is a movie within Pulp Fiction, I believe. The Tarantino verse is incredible, isn't it? It is, because I feel like, I think a few of those, like the From Dust Till Dawn, I think it is with George Clooney and Tarantino, that's a movie within the Tarantino verse. And then like uh, the Bear Jew from Inglorious Bastards is the granddad of one of the people in another thing he wrote. Incredible. Yeah, he, he kind of really ties it together. Again, and, and then he has feet everywhere, too. Stop, stop. That. But again, that's he's at my uh, fifth slot. All right, Davis, on to your four. My four is Tarantino. Ah, so yeah, I, mean, I thought yeah. We 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 just I did, is there anything else we need to cover? Nope. <laughs> I was about to say I think we both expressed our admiration for Tarantino. All right, now to my fourth. This is an interesting one, and th- this is partly because of the films that he makes, not so much his unique style, but Ridley Scott. Okay, you've got I Alien, like Ridley Scott. Martian. You, you've got the you've got the Martian. You've got Gladiator. Mm-hmm. You've also got um hold up. You've got oh, you got Blade Runner. And um those are just off the top of my head and again those are all great films and Blade Runner's probably one of his best from a unique, you know, style point of view cuz I mean it's a very unique looking film and it really took a lot of leaps and took a lot of risks personally in terms of a sci-fi perspective, but it's still a great great film and gr- Greatly directed by Ridley Scott. Yeah, I think Ridley Scott's one of those directors you always got to go see. Yep, I mean he he his name just attracts attention because he he really he rarely fails to deliver a great movie. Yeah. I oh, agree. and also a very underrated movie. This is going to be my first call out to this movie. 
Um, Kingdom of Heaven, actually, is a movie that you have likely not heard of. So it's I've a, heard of it. It's about the Crusades, and it's a two-hour and 30-minute Orlando Bloom movie. Yeah, I heard. And it's, it is a mess, the theatrical cut, but the ultimate, yes, the ultimate director's cut, three hours and 20 minutes is on um, be like YouTube, amazing. and it is unbelievable, including an incredible performance from Edward Norton, actually, who's in that movie. He, How was Orlando Bloom in it? Orlando Bloom was, he was decent. I only know him for Pirates. And he's and he's in Lord of the Rings. Obviously. He was he was decent in the film, but the problem is that like, just watching that movie from the jump, you can tell the shooting interfere because there's this whole subplot. Okay, so I don't want to spoil it. Okay, then we can talk about this another. We'll time. talk about it another time. But again, that's a, an underrated movie by Ridley Scott. But that's why he's at my four spot. My number. So we're going to three now. Yes. Am I starting it? Yep. My three is Alfonso Curion. Ah. A foreign director, uh, known for my. I'm not gonna. Uh, Children of Men. Great movie. Uh, he made Gravity serviceable. I mean, like it's entertaining. Well shot movie, not so much in terms of plot, kind of. Uh, yeah, he didn't write it. Yeah, but he he shot it. In terms of uh, creativity. Roma, Roma, which is a movie about him that he actually wrote. Really, it's really it's black and white. It's on Netflix, all in Spanish. So if you can, heard a lot of good things about it. It's really good. Uh, and then he actually, I personally, one of my favorite Harry Potter movies, Prisoner of Azkaban. He I think it's that. the best one. Actually, and he Sorry, helped with uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Guillermo, de, he helped Guillermo del Toro on that. So I mean, like I think I, he I, if he has and he made Itumama Tambien, which is like his first one of his first big ones. I haven't seen it. I heard it's really good though. He is a he is a great great director. And again, I think that I think mentioning Prisoner of Azkaban is a great thing yeah. because that is a movie that you can stack up against the rest and say it's one of the best in terms of in terms of I think it's one of the best shot films of the Harry Potter series. And I think it, I personally think it's the best one. It's my favorite. Yeah. And I think it is just I always, always like the book. Too when I was a kid. Ah, and I mean, I guess it helps that he had good source material as well. But um, I'm going to go on to my number three. Let's hear it. David Fincher. Ooh. Or is it Finchner? Fincher. Fincher, right. Okay. So I just had to make oh, sure. You know what? You know, it's kind of crazy. I always get him, like, in my head with the faces. I always picture him as David Lynch. But I know the difference. Ah, yeah. It's fair. It's fair. So David of course, Lynch kind of looks more like a David of course, Fincher to me. David Fincher, I mean, you've got Seven. You've got Zodiac. You've got The Social Network. Mm-hmm. And those Fight just, Club. Which I haven't even seen, but again, based off like once again, a lot of these guys I haven't seen all their films. I've just seen a sample, and once I've seen all their movies, the list could dramatically change. But this is just my favorite as of right now. I love the films that he's done. He's an incredible director and a very talented director, and he's he's I think he's the master of the murder mystery at this point. Yeah, and he also did Mindhunter on Netflix. Ah, which is really really good. He's he's really kind of pushing the boundaries of TV. He's starting to do more TV shows. Yeah. Like Netflix, expanding the field, yeah. But that's my three again. I just you know, those movies, the the three movies I list: Social Network, uh, Seven, and Zodiac are all. I mean, they speak for themselves. They're great movies. Yes. So my number two is. Oh wait, my number two is David Fincher. So ah uh, yeah. There you go. I mean we kind of in agreement on this. I and I'm say. pretty sure our number one's the same. Really? Wait, who's your number two? I already said. Oh yeah, I was about to say I'm going to my number two. Uh, my number. My number two is Christopher Nolan. Oh, so our number one is not the same. Uh, yeah, my, num- my, my number, number one. My number one's going to come in from the Raptors on the Rafters. Sorry, um, but yeah, um, uh, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> I mean, what can I say? Dark Knight trilogy, Interstellar, Inception, all movies I love. Dunkirk, great movie. In- oh, you already said Inception. I've not seen Prestige. the new one. The I've not, I've not seen the Prestige either. But again, just you Memento as well. Again, his. I mean, it's just those are all movies that I very much enjoy and. It is partly because of his unique style, his uh, willingness to take risk and go think outside the box. And Some people will- say that's to a detriment because Inception tries too hard and so does uh, yeah, recent I think film, I think it can be said. I think it's an entertaining movie. It's just it doesn't hold up as well as Interstellar. Like, but again, yeah, that's the things I, I I love all those movies anyway, and that's why he's one of my favorite directors. I think he, I'm, 
he's like one of those directors that can do anything. Like Quentin Tarantino, he can write something. They'll be like, go ahead, you're Tarantino. And Nolan has that same kind of. That's true. That's true. But yeah. so your number one being. It's Christopher Nolan. Yep. And who's yours? Uh, you got anything else to say? Or no, uh, I feel like I want to know who your number one is. So, you know, I said, I said he's going to. Gore Verbinski? No, no, no. I, <laughs> I wish. I said he's going to come in from the Raptors, but I missed, messed up and said Raptors, which is convenient because my number one director oh, Steven is Steven Spielberg. Wow. Correct. And this is just a simple fact that I love so many of his movies. It's, I mean, E.T., Jurassic Park. I think Jaws is a masterpiece of directing simply because of the fact that so many things went wrong and he had to work his way around I it. I think Schindler's List is a masterpiece. I haven't even seen that one. And that. I know that's some of his best work. Saving Private Ryan. The dude can direct think, some incredible movies. You know, I think he has like the reputation of a blockbuster director. Yeah. I think he really leans more towards a blockbuster director, but he can really do those dramas like Chris, like Christopher Nolan. Schindler's List, there's nothing action about that. That is one of the most heart-wrenching movies I've ever seen. It's a very disturbing movie. It's about the Holocaust, of course. But if you have a chance to watch it and you feel like you're able to, I re- highly recommend it. And I mean, you've Liam got Neeson got snubbed for the Oscar of that. To, you've got him direct. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go down the list right now and list all of all the movies that I've seen that are Spielberg. He's really like Flair. the highest earning ever, or something. Yeah, because like and thing is, he does lean into the blockbuster when he's pushed to it. And again, Jaws became a blockbuster. But when you hear the stuff that went wrong on set and the fact that he still made a movie that I think is one of my favorites ever. The fact that he was able to do it is incredible, and the fact that he did it... I mean, he was a young director who went $10 million over budget and told the studio, wait, I'm making a great movie, and it worked out because it made its return 100 times over. And again, I think, you know, the way he filmed with the shark, I think is a very unique thing that, again, he came up with on the fly. It wasn't a plan. It was something he had to do. And again, he helped write the script. So that's one reason specifically. But I'm just going to go on the line here. We're just going to list a couple because we got the time, right? Why don't we? Ready Player One. Very. I think, I think that's a good movie, and I think it... I think the movie's okay. The book's not that good, though. It's fair. And again, I, I just kind of mid. He directed Lincoln. Oh, did he? I really? mean, I didn't come know on. That. that is a that is a great movie. He directed War Horse, a movie that I like a lot. You know, it, not not a great movie, but again, I like the movie. And we're just gonna keep going down the line. War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. Again, not with a Thomas great Cruise. Not a great movie, but a, a movie that I very much enjoyed when I was growing up. And has a movie that is shot uniquely. That's at times a blockbuster. Catch me if you can. I mean, come on. Minority Report. Two thousand two might have been his best year. Minority Report. Thomas Cruise again. I'm still. I'm still not sold on that movie. I. I think. I thought it was a great movie, and I thought it had a lot to do with some. Of, yeah. I mean, so, again, is the, you got to look at director. You got to look at the shots that they use in that film. And that film unique. Of course, Saving Private Ryan speaks for itself. One of the best movies ever made. And you've got Shendo's List, Jurassic Park. I could list some, I could list Hook with Robin Williams because that's a movie he, that I he didn't do uh, Jurassic Park three did he no he did the one the one with the Raptors Alan <laughs> yeah, Alan. no he did the Indiana Jones trilogy I oh mean, yeah, yeah come on they're classics he I mean, did E T on my list Closer Encounters of the Third Kind Jaws Mobile. I mean come on the lit I'm that's just that is an incredible list of movies that I all love and enjoy right there alone. And I didn't, even, I didn't even go ahead and list Empire of the Sun, which is a movie that I haven't seen, but it's apparently very good. We only have 20 minutes left, and you just spend like 10 just naming Spiel, Steven Spielberg movies. Hey, we're good. We're good. We're, we're on growing we're a good pace. We got, okay. we got 20 minutes to do, t- to do t- 20 movies. Okay, so we're on to the movies now. Those with are, the movies, I have a lot of honorable mentions. Oh, my God. Okay, we so just, first of all, let me just say that was our favorite director's favorite actor's favorite actresses, giving, giving you all a little inside look at how we feel about uh, movies and our movie taste. So now on to... Our top 10 movies, top 10 favorite movies of all time. Davis. Should I do my honorable mentions or should I just skip them? How many do you have? One, two, three, four, five, 
Six. You can say them, but no can, analysis. I'm not going to go into them. Yeah, okay. The Pianist, Adrian Brody, great. Roman Polanski, though, not great. So weirdo. <laughs> the Last Black Man in San Francisco, Jill Talbot, uh, first directing, and Jimmy Fa- Jimmy Fails the Fourth, plays himself in it. Great movie, A24 movie. I think it's the best A24 movie. Django Unchained and Glorious Bastards. I don't need to say anything about that. Saving Pot Ryan, and then the last one's A Ghost Story with Casey Affleck, mentioned earlier. Uh, H24 movie, great one. But my number 10 is, you guess? No. It's Coco. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Pixar's best movie, and I will die on that hill. Whoa. It is their best movie, and if wow. you have a problem with it, I will. My I live in an apartment. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Drop so, drop the address right now. I'm kind of scared what, who might show up in my apartment. That's if I fair. Say, yeah, you, you don't know, but... Um, Got come some Toy Story fans show up beating on my door at 1 a.m. No, they're just going to break your window and throw a bunch of woody toys through <laughs> it. Like, oh, gosh. Buzz like, to infinity and beyond. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so that... Again, I haven't, I think I've seen it one time. It's good no, I've seen it probably like 50. I know, you love it. All right, mm. so, which is which is why I'm going to get a pass for this one. My number 10, a Coen Brothers classic, one of their first movies ever, Raising Arizona. Okay, I was about to say, I was like, whoa, what movies do you see? And that movie, movie. that movie is hilarious. That is a funny movie. It's so funny. It's, I mean, it's just, it's, again. Has John Goodman. It, it does have John <laughs> and Nicolas Cage. I mean, it's so funny. And the it's lady that so played, funny. the lady played, she played uh, Elastigirl. Yeah, yeah, Holly Hunter. She, and it's such a good movie, and I love that movie. I could say all the quotes right now, but yeah. all I'm going to say is, you got to get your baby that dip tip because what if he gets hit by a bus? That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. You, you know, people people are going to look back on this show, this first episode. It's going to be like we name a movie, and I go, oh, this guy's in it. Just like a random, just a random guy. <laughs> oh, John Goodman's in it. <laughs> John Goodman's there. He happens to be nearby. And I, I mean, I could list more quotes. Actually, I'll say no, that. Don't list any more quotes. It is the most quotable movie I've ever seen. I have to watch it again. It, I liked it the first time, but I didn't pick up any on the quotes. And and I mean, there's, there's I remember, give me a baby. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. They got more than they can handle, but um, uh, that <laughs> that movie, I love that movie. It's and a good, is a very, it's, it's, I think it's, it's Nicholas Cage is probably best movie. Honestly, of my favorite Nicholas Cage. It, it is, it is one of his best. But Davis, on to your number nine. I have a split between The Green Mile and The Martian. Wow, already split. We're already, I, could, we're only, I could not decide. Are on there any two. more splits in your list? Only split. Okay, just make it sure. Both very good movies. I couldn't leave The Martian out of the top ten, but I didn't want to take The Green Mile. That's fair. Anything you got to add to that? or? Uh, It's my favorite Tom Hanks movie is The Green Mile. Really? I haven't seen it, so I... It's amazing. It has has, um, Michael Clark Duncan. I think it is his best role. He has some... He's in... Armageddon. He's in Armageddon. So (laughs) is Ben Affleck. (laughs) So is is Billy Bob Thornton. So is Bruce Willis. Best cast of all time might be that movie. No, no, 100% Interstellar probably is. Yeah, you want to start rattling them off? No, no, no. We'll, We'll... Another time uh, we'll get it. We'll, we'll, we'll get up to the a, top ne- of our list. Next, next through the lens episode will just be the greatest cast of all time. <laughs> but The Martian, I it's personally I really like Alien a lot, and Aliens is pretty good. I like The Martian more because I really like space. Aliens movies. is actually not. You know, it's not a really Scott movie. It isn't. No, uh, J- James Cameron actually took over. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. I think J.J. Abrams was in discussion for the third one. Now, that's not related at all. But that ended up being David Fincher, I think. Really? I think so. He might. Anyway. He did something with it. But The Martian, I. I it's not my favorite Matt Damon movie, but it's definitely my favorite Ridley Scott movie. And I I don't know, it's just a really good movie. It's, I think it's one of the best space movies, one of the most realistic space movies. It's a good book, too, if you have a chance to read it. Okay, Alex, what's your number nine? All right, my number nine. I talked about it earlier. It's a classic, and I love this movie for forever. Jaws. Mm. I think 
And I think it is a movie that honestly it goes a bit under the radar because I think its production value is down. It is it is it was not a high produ- production value film, and I think older films suffer from that. You know, the dialogue is not as clear. It kind of sounds like it's going through like a filter or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It just yeah. sounds a bit grainy. That's an 80s movie for no, you. No, it's 1975, actually. Oh, it is? It's, oh, wow. an, it's old. It's very old. Uh, it has a really good Dolly zoom in that, though. So, I mean, I like, this, it's this not This year's the 35th year anniversary of Jaws. I know. Interesting. Should have seen my you mom when I told that her that. <laughs> but um, that, that movie, I, I love that movie. I think it is a well-acted movie. I think Robert Shaw, is, as Quint, is an incredible character. Of course, the story of the Indianapolis is one is considered one of the best scenes Ever by some actually, and I agree. You may not remember what scene I'm talking about, but I recommend watching it. Again. I haven't seen it in years. I haven't watched it again. It is a that's a great scene. Again, you know, you've got a lot of very unique shots, including the do- what is it? I think it's the dolly zoom in it that they do yeah. on which again when uh, he realizes. Yep, I think that's a, I love the that's dolly that's a great zoom. shot. And again, it's just a, it's just one of my favorite movies, and always a movie I watch in the summer, except when I'm at the beach. Don't watch it. But <laughs> in Dolphin Island, you're scared of sharks. How often you Jaws see, scares me. How often you see a great white. Well, I mean, we a saw we saw like a ten foot tiger shark a few years ago. Okay, my great. mom thought it was a dolphin. I'm like, nope. Well, let's go swim with them. <laughs> anyway, um, Davis, your number eight. Eight, yes, is Zodiac. It's fair. Just, I think it's personally probably my favorite true crime movie. True crime movies aren't that common, but I guess you could say true crime in the fact that based in real life with murder, but it's it's probably the most realistic crime movie. It could, it's basically a documentary, and they actually after that movie they reopened the case. Yeah. Of the Zodiac, because he put it through the... I, I'm not going to talk too much about it, because we only have 15 minutes. Eh, we'll make it work, make it work. All right, my number eight, we already talked about this enough, Saving Private Ryan. I it's mean, it's movie. a great movie, it's a great movie, great music, great direction, great acting, great cast, great action. It's It checks all the boxes you want, you know, because it's a blockbuster on one hand, it's also a classic on the other. I do it, have some issues with it. It started a trope in war movies that I'm kind of a, a annoyed by, you know. everybody. You, you know, Now when I go into war movies, I'm like, all right, how many people are going to die? Yeah. And Saving Private Ryan really push that forward because you know prior to that it, it was like which one guy is going to die now it's you know who's going to be the last man standing which but again i love that movie uh i think it was supposed i think it shows itself as an anti-war movie in the sense that war is bad all these people die it's not worth it to save and, this one guy exactly but it turns through the lens of war is cool we're killing people this is fun Again, that's that's the I think, well, I think that's really any any war movies kind of has to it, a war movie can be anti-war, but Fury it, can, is but an it example. can't really be both at the same time. That's it, true. No, it has to be both at the. You yeah, know, no, it can't it, be one it, or the other. It, exactly, because if it's if it's anti-war, then how can it be that blockbuster movie if yes. it doesn't have the? But that's true. All right, I've heard the Thin Red Line is pretty good. I haven't seen it. but I think yes, it's I've more anti-war. I've never seen it though. All right, and that's my number eight, which means your number seven is Moonlight. Ah, I never seen it. Heard it's very good though. Mahershala Ali's really good in it. I can't remember the name of the guy that plays Little, but I mean that's probably that's an amazing movie. It's based off a play, written by I'm not I can't remember his name. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look it up and waste our time. That's fair. It's just a great movie. It deserved its Oscar way more than La La Land. I'm glad that they end up getting it. It's a great movie all around. And again, I haven't seen, it, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. And now my number seven. Everybody strap in. Parts of the Caribbean. Yes. Whoa, look at that. Parts of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. I love that movie. I love that. I might watch it when I go and home, it, And really, I think I think that is a great example of a film that has been hurt by the fact that the rest of the series was a downward spiral a bit. Not so much the second and third ones as much as it was the fourth and fifth one. And I think if you go back and watch that movie, 
I saw actually a video about it and analyzing it. There's not not a wasted moment. I, I think I said there's, that there's not a wasted moment in that film. Everything builds to everything. The first duel with Jack and Will, which I think is a great scene. The one it, in the the blacksmith shop. Yeah, exactly. It all it all builds, and Johnny Depp is incredible in that movie. You know, he I, got nominated for an Oscar for a reason. I think the biggest part of the downfall of it was the changing of Jack's character to be like That's the main true. character. That's true. I don't he think he, he was not the main character. Not the to mention, one. I think it also, the changing of how his character was written in this movie, everything he does is a bit trying to trick people. Later on, he accidentally does stuff. This movie, yeah, he just kind of comes this movie in the, in the essence, is his whole his whole gimmick is trying to make everyone think he's stupid. And he does. And it's really, you don't see many characters like that but in You movies. see those moments where he's actually exactly. a genius. Exactly. And, really and you don't see that a lot in action movies. You just see pure geniuses that are geniuses. You don't see people try and build off of their own imperfections and he does that and it's a great movie and i love that movie to death but your number six davis is do the right thing ah, spike by lee. spike lee it's a great movie i mean i'm not going to go too much into because you haven't seen it and not many actually i feel like not many people have always yeah. mentioned everyone's like i don't know it's, it's, it. it's a very under the radar movie my biggest issue with it is that spike lee played the main character in it he wrote it and all that I mean, he's serviceable in it, but I feel like he could have gotten so much better. Because he's, for the he's role. a great director, but not so much a great actor. He's probably. he's okay. He's, he's all he also plays in uh, Malcolm the Malcolm X movie. He plays yeah. uh, Malcolm X's friend in it. I mean, like I haven't seen that movie, but like I'm sure he's serviceable. But yeah, your number six. That is fair. My number six it features another man who was nominated for best supporting actor in 2003. Also, a movie composed by Hans Zimmer, The Last Samurai. Thomas Cruise. Thomas Cruise once again, and Ken Watanabe, or Watanabe, who this was his first English film, actually, ever, and he got nominated for an Oscar for it. You have not seen this movie, so, or at least I don't think you have. Mm-mm. And it is a movie, I love this movie, the music is flawless, it's honestly, good fight. I've seen the fight it is, scenes. It is Hans Zimmer's best work other than Interstellar. Based on a true story. Inspired by Very, one. Inspired by is, is much more accurate. It is vaguely inspired by the Satsuma Rebellion in the late 1800s. It is a great movie, it has great music, great acting. The fight scenes are incredible, and I just love that movie. It's not, you know, film to film to same part. Ryan probably doesn't stack up as well, but again, this is my favorite yeah. movies, and it is one of my favorite movies of all time. You're number five, Davis. Schindler's List. Of course, I expected it to be somewhere. Uh, it's a really depressing movie. It's, you can probably tell I like depressing movies to a degree. It's Liam Neeson got absolutely robbed of the Oscar that year. That's so did so did uh, Ray Fiennes in it. Ray Fiennes plays is really good in it. Ray Fiennes is he honestly could have been on my favorite actors list, or Ralph Fiennes, but he goes by Ray, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um. Anything else? Other oh, than- and a fact about that: Ralph Fiennes met a Holocaust survivor, and she was so scared by he, him because yep, he I embodied the the character of uh, I can't remember the name of the the name of the general that he played. I believe. Yeah. The yeah. the general of the concentration camp. He ran, he ran. All right, and my number five is The Imitation Game, Ooh. starring Benedict Cumberbatch. I Again, you're going to hear something of it lately that one of my favorite things about movies are the music, and this has one of the best scores I've heard, and again, the main theme, that is. And Benedict Cumberbatch is great in this movie. It is just one of my favorite movies. I saw it in theaters with my dad, and we were both pleasantly surprised with how good it was. My number four is Shawshank Redemption. It's and, a great one. Yeah. Alex, Alex didn't see it until, until recently. Until last year, yeah. And it, I mean, it it was it was incredible. It's great acting, great. I mean, you know, it's it's just it really flew it under checks the radar. all the boxes. It, it flew under the radar at the time, but I think now it's risen to the stats it needs to be. Yeah. It's called the greatest movie of all time. I think that's really up to de- for debate, but it's up there for me. Yeah, it is. And same, same, it's actually uh, honestly, it's not on my list, but it probably would have been at the eleventh spot because it's one. It's a great, great movie. 
But um, going to number four for me, seven. Oh, that's a good one. You you talk Bradley again, Pitt. checking all the boxes. Not to mention Kevin Spacey is spectacular in that movie. Before he went weird. That, <laughs> oh my! You gotta stop saying that after every actor and director <laughs> that happens to be mildly messed up. You're like, okay, I right, but, but Roman Polanski is actually insanely messed up. I, I, I'm sh- I know, I know, but you're. But just I like, feel like there's a reason for that. Charles Manson killed his wife. I I didn't know that. Yes. Did you not know that Jane no. Fonda was his wife, and then Helter Skelter. Jane Fonda, not Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda's currently living. I know. <laughs> I didn't mean Jane Fonda. I can't remember her name, but Charles Manson ordered his little lackey of Helter Skelters, and his wife was one of them. Okay, I did not know that at all. But still, you should watch. You, you got to stop saying that every time we have somebody that has to be mildly messed up. Know you want that people Kevin to know Kevin Spacey and Roman Polanski Kevin Spacey. are messed up. That's what I meant to say. But again, he's, really he's good gr- unusual suspect. He's great. I, he's a good actor. He's great in that movie. So is Brad Pitt. Morgan Freeman is exceptional as well. I mean, and of course, you know, Fincher with his unique style. And of course, it is a movie that is so invented because of the ways that things happen. Mm. It's what's disgusting. in the box? What's it? What's in the box? What's man? in the box? Oh my gosh! All right, uh, your number three. My number three is Google Hunting. I expected as much. My favorite Matt Damon movie. Ah yes. Roman Robin Williams' best movie, if you ask me. It's amazing that I'd movie. Agree. It could I'd not agree. work with anybody else. I'd agree. Ben Affleck's pretty good in it. Hey, and my favorite scene from it is... Have you seen it? Oh, you have. You just don't like my, it. Um, yeah, my favorite scene was when the credits rolled, actually. <laughs> okay. <we'll talk laughs> the, I, I do it every once in a while where Casey Affleck's in it. He's playing Morgan O'Malley. He goes, Chuck, I had a double burger. And then Ben Affleck goes, we'll put it on layaway for you. And he puts it over the top. I don't really remember that scene. It's, I, w- it's I was so half funny. asleep when the movie was so on. But, um, it costs like a dollar and Morgan put... Casey Affleck's character couldn't pay for it, so he's like, "Oh, we'll put it on layaway." Just like, look at how, like how your mom got a sofa. That's that's pure cinema right there. My number three, The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, I didn't put any Star Wars. On. I, I didn't mean, even, didn't even cross my mind. This movie is one of my favorites of best all Star time. Wars I, it is easily the best Star Wars movie. It's one of my favorites. It's got it's John Williams' best Star Wars score is in that film. That's when he introduced the Imperial March theme, as well as Yoda's theme. Which, let's be real, Yoda's theme is magnificent. And I mean, you just, you've got a great movie. And of course, let's not forget, it has the greatest cliffhanger plot twist in history. At the time, it's so mundane and redone, you know, it doesn't hit. But people at the time were freaking out about that because in A New Hope, either by intention or not by intention by George Lucas, in fact, it definitely wasn't intentional because he made it up on the fly a little bit. Nobody had any idea that they were related. You, because the whole movie, yeah, nobody knew Luke and Leia would be related either. Because they jo- kissed George twice. Lu- George Lucas didn't know that either. But the whole movie, you're thinking, okay, this is going to be a movie where Ben Kenobi and Darth Vader clearly have some sort of history, and that's the history, and you and you think it's done for. And then that that twist, I mean, it's incredible. It's a great, great twist. One of my favorite movies ever. And again, it builds off of what New Hope had and takes to the next step. You know what? I know. Did you ever think about how like all the other rebels, like Luke comes back, is like, oh yeah, Leia's my sister. Like, didn't they, didn't they didn't they kiss? People just like, he's, like, he's a Jedi like twice it, under the rug, under the rug. Yeah, I just but, forgot about it. All right, your number two. My number two is Interstellar. Uh, I decided not to make the change on the fly, like I was talking about before the show. Right. Interstellar, perfect movie, if you ask me. Yep. I mean, again. I keep saying check all the box. Maybe that's what you should. There's like the show, se- there's like seven scenes in it that'll like make me tear up. It's Matthew McConaughey's amazing in it. It is the greatest film score of all time, in mm. my opinion. No it's time Hans, for caution. Oh my god. Hans Zimmer's best work by far. 
Well, not by far. Last Samurai is his second best work because I didn't even get into the, I want to get into the details about how he did that one time. But again, it seems like his best work actually is when he makes up on the fly because in this movie, you know, Christopher Nolan gives him de- minor details about the movie and says, write me the score. And in in um, The Last Samurai, if I may divot back for one second, Hans Zimmer was <laughs> trying to make a score that best emulated the Asian culture and the Japanese culture, and he showed it to some Japanese composers, and they thought it was done by one of them. Oh, that's pretty, that's cool. Which is really Hans cool. Zimmer's, I think Hans Zimmer's. Which Hans Zimmer's it. is arguably the greatest of all time. But, but again... And the thing with Interstellar is, I personally love it, and I get people that don't like it for it being confusing, but I think just because a movie's confusing doesn't make it bad. Because some people was like, it's confusing, it doesn't make sense. But the science all re- mostly checks out. They had uh, they had a, Kip a, Thorne uh, helping them yeah, write they had it. Yeah, a physicist on it. It's and, incredible. Like, they they obviously had to make liberties on like inside of the black hole, the Tesseract, and all that. Yep. But it theoretically most of it does. Work. Most of it does check out. That's 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 true. what makes it even better for me. Yep. And my number two, a, another Christopher Nolan movie because why not? Inception. Nope. Oh. Dark Knight. Oh, okay, that's fair. I mean, you've got you've got again. This is one of the best casts in a film that I've seen. You've got. I mean, the fact that it seamlessly works in the Two-Face plotline, I think, is one of the most underrated parts about that movie because a lot of superhero f- films have struggled with the balancing act of two villains or two main characters that you've got to flesh out, and they put it in seamlessly. And, you know, it really... After that movie, a Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, dipping down a bit, but sadly, there were unforeseen circumstances, and Heath Ledger gives an incredible performance in that movie. I mean, that I'm glued to the TV every time he's on screen, and I love that movie. Also, Hans Zimmer composed yeah, as well. Yeah, Hans Zimmer, you can't. He, him and Chris Hans Nolan Zimmer does, together a lot. does three of my films. So Okay, that's fair. And my number one now, it is Children of Men. You've likely never heard of it. It is the most underrated movie ever. Clive Owen is amazing in it. I'm surprised Clive Owen didn't get more serious roles after that. He probably got a few, but like Clive Owen's still kind of that action guy, but still not really main... Headliner. He's just a mid-level actor. I think he it's, honestly, he, he, which uh, that's not anything else. Talent, just his status yeah. right now is that yeah. Julianne Moore's great. It's directed by Alfonso Curion. It's based Your off guy. a really good, based on a really good book. Tackles a lot of really interesting issues. It has one of the best scenes ever in movie history. Mm. High high me. praise, high high praise indeed. And, and Alex is number one. We have to wrap up really soon. That's uh, so it's all good. We got we we're good. We're good. We're good. It's Interstellar. Oh. Again, checks all the boxes. It is great. It is an incredible movie. It's just, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, I mean, like, I might go watch it again tonight, honestly. That is a movie where, let me say this, I'll say one thing. One thing. Okay, not literally one (laughs) thing, but my perspective on on music in movies, because it's one of my favorite things about movies, one of the most important things, is that music is take gives a movie, it can go from a great movie to an all-time movie. It can elevate a movie. And Hans Zimmer's score elevates this movie in such a way because it fits everything. I mean, the score when he is driving away and leaving to go to blast oh, off starts, is mm. unbelievable. And I think it's the editing of that really plays into it as well. Because they have the sound of the yeah, liftoff yeah. going under it as well. Exactly. It is a masterful oh scene. It's incredible. And then, I mean, you've got who can forget about honestly one of my favorite details of all time on the on the planet with the water. Every tick is a day. Yes, that is the greatest detail in the history of music and, that I've ever heard. And a thing about Interstellar that like I don't feel like is really talked about much is how like time in the movie, like when it's filming, like it just kind of like it would just play into it. Like when they're on this boat on the boat on the ship on the water planet, Miller's planet, they say forty five to an hour until yep it until it drains and then a minute later it's drained and it does stuff like that throughout the movie it kind of plays with the time in your head and messes you up it gets a little confusing 
but I love it. Yeah, I agree. And uh, that is going to do it for our top 10 favorite movies, top five favorite directors, top five favorite actors and actresses. We thank you for joining us to this first ever episode of Through from the, the Lens. Or Through the Lens. I keep saying, I keep almost from saying the from the <laughs> No, but it is Through the Lens, and we thank you all for joining us. We hope you enjoyed, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next time.